All right. Let me take another sip of beer. You should do the same. Johnny, you should. Let's all drink. This show has explicit language and mature themes. John, will you play our anthem? Seated. Seated? For the anthem? Come on, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get past it. It wasn't that good. It wasn't good. You should have taken a knee. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dexplanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Cora and Wikipedia, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. Hey there, David. Hey there, Dexter. <laughs> What's good? Life stuff. It's yeah, good. you're finally Our moved. podcast. Yeah, I'm finally moved. Never, never, ever going to see that old spider trap ever again. Yeah. Were you saying you got, like, fake black widows in there? Yeah, false and black widows uh, is likely what we found based on the what their egg sacs looked like. Yeah. Because uh, they weren't papery like brown widows or black widows. They were uh, kind of cottony like other house spiders. Yeah. And so we think it was the false black it widow. It sounds, from only that bit of information, it sounds like your house was just like a pigsty, but it really wasn't. Oh, no, it was pretty bad. It was, I mean, it our didn't old look studio, bad. Our old it studio, didn't look that bad. Yeah, our old studio looked bad. Anyone who follows us on Instagram <laughs> knows that the old studio looked bad. We threw away about 90% of our belongings <laughs> yeah. before leaving that apartment. Um, And a lot of them they were just covered in big fucking ugly spiders that scared me yeah i should have been there to kill them but yeah now we're here in a spiderless studio with a couple of poopy rabbits and, and what are we going to learn about today many things we're doing a distinctions between things episode distinctions distinctions between I, things I, number three i knew this was a distinctions episode just so the audience is aware <laughs> he did and we're not yeah. lying he did i want it no i didn't really want to lie to Though you he I told he me he you. told me a week ago and then i forgot and then I, he told me again tonight right before we recorded this and then i remembered because he told me yep but i have a few distinctions so the first thing that we're going to talk about is types of songs and the first one is a ballad ballads are types of songs like with a verse and like with verse and a narrative. So let me, let me start that over. So ballads are a type of verse with a narrative. Okay. We were talking, I asked about this just the other day about like, what is it that actually makes a ballad a ballad? Is it just that it's a story? Yeah. Uh, they, it generally used to be specific have a specified structure with around 13 coupled lines. And uh, but nowadays, when we talk about ballads, we're mostly talking about sentimental ballads. Okay. And okay. sentimental ballads are what, uh, like pop rock or power ballads. Gotcha. And so, like, the powerful ones, the power ballads, are mostly slow tempo songs that deal with love and relationships, but can be about a variety of things like war, death, drug abuse, politics, and religion. Okay. Yeah, like some examples of a power ballad are like I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Okay, okay. I want you to I think show some of my favorite ballads are by uh, Gordon Lightfoot. 
he uh, was from Canada, but he sings a lot about the Great Lakes. lakes. Like he's saying uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, or I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Okay. Another good power ballad. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. That's a ballad. Hey Jude. A very valid ballad. Valid ballad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop joking. <laughs> Free Bird. <laughs> it's bad. Free Bird, but yeah, you're not you're not really on it today. No. Um <laughs> just kidding. Uh Free Bird. Or, and like pretty much every queen. Oh yeah. Free Bird's a I mean, yeah, it's become like a meme that people just like shout free bird at bands that don't <laughs> play that song. There's <laughs> like an encore. Yeah. M- pretty much all Queen songs are ballads. Yeah. Um, a dirge is a sad, sorrowful song that talks about mourning or grief. That's like generally appropriate for a funeral. OK. Or historically, that's so what like a dirge was. Danny boy. Yeah. The like pipes, the pipes are calling. Mm-hmm. It's probably a dirge. Or Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Okay. Or uh, also My Heart Will Go On by <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> she gets two mentions. <laughs> she might even get another one later. Who knows? Um, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. That's a good traditional, like classical okay. version of a dirge. Or I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab. Okay. It's like a, yeah, like a really sad, sorrowful. Yeah, song about death. Pretty yeah, much. that song is okay. You know what? I I got so sick of that song from just hearing it so many times. Yeah, but it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song, but yeah, I I won't listen to it again. No. Um, and let's talk about anthems. Uh, anthems are a musical composition for celebrating things, usually used as a symbol for a specific group. Okay. Yeah. Like most popularly, it's national anthems. Yeah, and then you have like a- anthems for like like the Olympic anthem and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Celebratory like. I wonder if the UN has an things. anthem. I wonder that as well. Let us know in the comments if if you're if you in, know on, more about this topic than us, please yeah, tell us. Reddit or whatever. Um, lullabies. Lullabies are songs for making kids fall asleep. But they can also be used to teach kids various things like tradition, communication skills, or just to make them focus on you. Okay. Like uh, a good example of a lullaby is Hush Little Baby. Yeah. Like, don't say a word. Yeah. I mean, like, I get the hush part, but don't say a word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a threat. Yeah. It's like, if you shut the fuck up, I'm going to buy you a bird. <laughs> yeah. A really annoying, awful bird that yeah. makes a lot of noise. Seriously. I don't know what the purpose of this exercise will be since it's only going to create more racket. Most of them are like actually yeah, kind of creepy. Like There's the one about the baby who's in a river in a basket. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that sounds like the story of Moses. Wait, where would ashes to ashes fall in this? Is that a dirge maybe? Or is um, it a lullaby? That's that's probably a bridge in the line. Okay. Yeah, because that's about the plague. Yeah, yeah. So it's, eh, I think we could say it's both. Uh, have you ever heard about pacifier-activated lullabies? This is yeah. just kind of an interesting thing I found while looking into lullabies. What, like you're sucking on a pacifier and it sings you a song? Yeah, like uh, premature babies. When they're born, Some sometimes they get given a pacifier. A pacifier activated lullaby which is called the pal and uh what it is is a pacifier that has a little chip in it that measures how strong the baby is sucking on it 
and then it will give them like a like a lullaby or a sound of their mother's voice okay every time they suck appropriately or strong enough and uh premature babies with pal with a pal have been shown to suck on their pacifier two and a half times more and eat more afterwards oh that's good okay yeah. because it's super important you're basically trying to reinforce the most important and only skill you have as a baby yeah which is latching on yep and uh, they animals are so weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also reduce how long a baby has to undergo gavage. Have you ever heard about gavage? No, I've never heard that word before. Uh, gavage is being force fed with a plastic tube through the nose. Oh man, it, I didn't goes know to the that's stomach. what those tubes were for. Yeah. I thought when you saw tubes on babies' noses, it was, I just assumed it was like oxygen. Yeah, or something. I always assumed that too. I never thought that they were shoving food up the baby's nose. Yeah, Ew. And putting it right into their little stomach. Um, oh man. Yeah. So basically, that's ga- really fortunate that we have. It that, reduces though. it reduces the number of gavage days that they have okay. to go through. And it can even reduce the number of days a baby has to be hop- hospitalized. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a great technology. Is, and that's like a really cool. simple thing. But, yeah. it, it, man. Um, cumulative songs are like songs that repeat after themselves. Like the 12 Days of Christmas is a great example Okay. of a cumulative song. Or 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. And uh, they're like uh, Do Host. Is a partially oh yeah uh, right. cumulative song. Do hast, do hast nix, do hast nix nafar, do hast nix nafar. I forgot about that so, song yeah. until just this moment. And uh, my favorite one that I forgot about was uh, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. Oh yeah, okay. Um yeah, and uh, she ends up swallowing a horse, and she died, of course. Oh, is that how that ends? Uh huh. Yeah. She swallowed. What happened? Yep. The spider wriggled and triggled and tickled inside her. And uh, yeah. Anyway, a that woman's a monster. Yeah. She she swallowed so many things. She swallowed a cat. She swallowed a fly. She swallowed a spider. She swallowed a bird. Ah, yep. Who who knows how she's how absurd that she swallowed a bird. Um, (laughs) that's a line in it. Uh, a hymn is a religious song of prayer or adoration, usually addressed to a god or deities. Right. My favorite Mormon hymn is probably uh, this one that goes, All along the Lamanites in ancient history. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's, it's pretty heavy. Wow. It's, uh, yeah. In this land, we may live righteously. <laughs> All power chords. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty, like pretty, uh, metal song. Sounds honestly. kind of militant. <laughs> yeah, well, most Mormon songs are pretty militant. Actually, <laughs> like, let me think for a sec. I imagine when you get kicked around from place to place for a long time, eventually you're gonna build so- like songs like, about like, like kicking ass. Yeah, like there's this and living uh, where you want to live. There's this uh, baby hymn or hymn for kids that's uh, that's like I will go, I will do the things the Lord commands. <laughs> I know the Lord will find a way. He wants me to obey. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I I still actually kind of like those. It's very big brother. It is. Yeah. The last one we're going to talk about is uh, Jingle. And uh, we all know what it is. It's a short term for advertising. But here are my some of my favorites. I really like the Kit Kat one. 
give me a break, kid. Or uh, State Farms, like a good neighbor, State Farm shares their Wi-Fi password. Or uh, the McDonald's one, ba 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 ba. It's pretty good. Um, actually, Justin Timberlake wrote that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Back when he was making, um, bringing back the sexy. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, are you not saying the real jingles because we're not allowed to? <laughs> no, I just think it's fun. Oh. <laughs> I just thought I started with the Kit Kat one, and I just thought it was like really funny. Yeah, you really fucked that one up. Give me a break, kid. Give me a break, fucking kid. Yeah, that one's classic. I'm trying to think of other classic ones from my childhood. Yeah, the best, the worst part of waking up is a badger in your cup. Oh yeah, that's right. Folgers was really big. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other ones. So yeah, that's song types. I feel like jingles in general are becoming relegated to more just like local entities and you hear less and less, um, larger corporations trying to market their product using jingles. You might be right. Um, I mean, there are still some classic ones that (laughs) hang around, but, uh, let's talk about types of swamps. Okay. Um, actually this one was suggested by Simone. Who's a patron supporter? Nice. Um, Let me guess. We have bogs. Is that different than a mire? It is. And yes. Um, are wetlands a specific type of swamp, or is that like a catch-all? That's a catch-all. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll start with marsh. A marsh has more water than most other types of swamps, and is generally passable on foot or horseback as long as the mud or clay on the bottom isn't too sticky. Okay. So a marsh is like has a lot of water in it and can is passable. Okay, has relatively stable land. Yeah. Um mires and, and waterbeds. Yeah. Uh mires they're large open wetlands without much vegetation, mostly covered in peat moss. Okay. And, Interesting. Uh mires come in two forms. They come in the bog form and bogs and they come in two forms. They come in the bog form, and they come in a fen. Oh, a fen. That's what that is? I've heard yeah. that word several times, but I never actually knew what it was. I've just heard things described as, like, as disgusting as a fen. Yeah. And so a bog, in the bog, the water typically comes from w- rainwater, and it has little creeks in it. And in a fen, water typically comes from underground, and groundwater and is mostly in still pools right underneath the surface of the ground. Oh, gotcha. So, man, yeah, Fen would be a rough place because you don't always yeah. even know where you're safe to walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the last one, I think, is a morass. And a morass is a thick, impassable area of swamp. Okay. Yeah. So there are, there are some types of swamps. Types of swamps. Types of swamps. We had the marsh mires, which come in bogs and fens, and we had morasses. Let's talk about fewer versus less. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and actually, in my opinion, this distinction is bullshit. And as long as you're understood, you done talked good. But let's let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay, so uh, fewer is for things that are countable. Less is for things that aren't countable. So you would have fewer dollars but less money. Because dollars is a countable noun, but money is a non-countable noun. 
You wouldn't say I have five money, so you would say I have less money. Okay, so you have fewer lumps of coal and less fuel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, like you wouldn't say he was fewer brave. <laughs> <laughs> I you, counted it. I counted his bravery. Yep. He's only got three. The coward. <laughs> yeah, you'd say he's less brave because it's not account. Brave is an accountable word. Gotcha. Sometimes both are specifically acceptable. For example, you could say both, I drank fewer beers yesterday than I usually do. Or you could say, I drank less beer than I usually do. Yeah, because in one, you're actually, you're setting it up so that it's a countable entity. Yeah, beer or beers is either countable or uncountable. Depending on how you phrase it. Yeah, Because like With a different image the enters the person's mind to a degree. Like if yeah. you say, I had fewer beer or i had fewer beers yesterday they're imagining fewer bottles Mm -hmm. of it a countable quantity of beers yeah whereas if you just say i had less beer it's more of a general i had less of that consumable substance Mm -hmm. and uh many and much use the same distinction with countable versus countable oh okay so many is used for countable things and much is used for non-countable things okay like i had Many beers, or I had much beer. Many beers, much good. Yeah, <laughs> much good. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it's all bu- all bullshit anyway. And if you're understood, you're understood. Yeah, that is true. But, but in some cases, it makes more sense. In some cases, it just pays to be well spoken. Yeah, yeah, true. I should learn that someday. Um. <laughs> let's talk about accuracy versus precision so accuracy is characterized by hitting or nearly hitting the mark so it's like if you like it's classically thought of on a dartboard if you got close to hitting the bullseye four times with the spread around it and one in the bullseye you can still be said to be accurate okay um, by scientific standards an accurate measure is one that is close to the expected or accepted measurement Okay. Whereas precision is characterized by marks or measurements being close together. So like on the dartboard, all of our darts are right next to each other, but nowhere near the bullseye. That's still a precise shot. I see. Um, or scientifically, a scientifically precise set of measurements are similarly close to each other. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So if we play really well and hit the bullseye five times, we are both accurate and precise. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I guess I hadn't even really thought about a distinction between those two. Yeah. Weren't you telling me you had some distinctions? Yeah, I have a few of them. Um, what do you got? Okay. So I have the distinction between further and farther. So farther is only really. Uh, correct when you're speaking about actual literal distances okay so i walked farther today than i walked yesterday um or so you know, farther is for specific farther distances. is an a- yeah f-a-r uh is specifically for uh real world distances okay um whereas further is can be used for metaphorical and is preferred for metaphorical distances so like he pushed me further today than yesterday. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a, it's always about um, a metaphorical sense of distance rather than it's a literal kind of a, sense of it's distance. It's kind of akin to the difference between countable and non-countable. 
it is to a degree. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, I also have the distinction between extant and extinct. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so extant we, is well, actually, these are opposites. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about this on an, an, a previous episode. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, but let's cut let's, all of that. <laughs> no, let's talk about it though. Did we? No, we did. We uh we talked about it. I can't remember which episode it was. Was it fossils, uh, maybe? No, it was largest organism. Oh, Because okay. we talked about largest extant organisms, and then we defined what extant was. Oh, but okay. please tell us again, because anyway, nobody's probably listened to that episode. Um, so the difference is that it, they're basically opposites. Extinct is an organism that is utterly and totally destroyed, no longer exists in life. And then extant is an organism that still uh, currently exists in a living form. Yeah. Um, and then I have one more distinction. This is great. I love I love that I got David to bring stuff to the table for the distinctions episode. Oh, yeah. I used to mess this one up all the time, and I knew I was messing it up when I did, which made it more embarrassing. Appraise versus apprise. I, I have no idea what the difference is. So to appraise no something idea. is to um, give it a value. So, like, a lot of times, you you know, before you sell your house, you get it appraised. Uh, Quote-unquote expert comes in and tells you how much they think the house is worth. Like antique roadshow type shit. Yep, a- antique roadshow is a perfect example. Yeah, the people on there are appraising the value of those antiques. Uh, and they're supposedly experts who are able to judge using a certain number of criteria how valuable something is. In a dollar mm-hmm. value, in that case. And appraise is often used associated with a dollar value. Yeah. And then there's a prize, which is to inform someone of something. So, like, you often hear is keep me apprised of the situation, which means to keep me informed of developments in a certain situation. Um, To apprise someone is to inform them of something they may not be aware of. Okay, cool. Thank you. I used to mix those up all the time. Yeah, I've never, ever... I, I... I guess I've always known what appraised was, but I thought that apprised was similarly used and was using that one incorrect. Okay. Yeah, I used to say appri- keep me appraised. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all we got, huh? Yep, that's all I got. All right, that's it for this episode. Duxplanations, it's recorded at Rabapen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. If you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations or leave a review on iTunes. I want to thank my current patrons, Alexis, Ben, Susan, Kevin, Linda, Simone, Derek, and Nick. I haven't mentioned it in a while, but there's also an option there on Patreon for you to make me get a tattoo of your choice. Anyway, we likely got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or tell me something you think would be a good fit for a future Distinctions episode... Hit me up at DexplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations, comment on the Instagram, or talk about it on the subreddit. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. You're the only thing that makes this show grow, so tell your homies to subscribe. Oh, and as for you, I had a better 2018 because of you. Thanks. Bye now. (laughs) 